Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number two, and we're going to be reading from Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. The Greek word apocalypsis, which is translated as revelation here in Revelation 1.1, is also translated as a few different English words. And we will uh, take a look at these words later on. But one way that this word is translated, it is translated as to reveal, to reveal. So, we could understand this verse to mean where it says the revelation of Jesus Christ. The revealing of Jesus Christ. And actually, when we think about it, that's exactly what the Bible does. It reveals Jesus Christ from beginning to its end. And the Bible itself tells us this. In the Gospel of Luke, in chapter 24, we we read in uh, verse 44, And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. Then Open he their understanding, that they might understand the Scriptures. All the Bible concerns Jesus Christ. And and this is what Jesus himself is saying here. As he, he mentions the Law of Moses, which would be the first five books, and the Prophets. Well, that would be Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, the Psalms, and three different terms are used, and all of them basically are describing the Word of God, the Bible. All things concerning Him must be fulfilled, and all the Scripture is concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. All the Bible focuses on Christ And that's why whenever we learn a truth from the Bible, we're actually learning about him, about Jesus. This is one of the reasons that Bible study is such a great blessing to the child of God. It's the reason God's people search so diligently for truth. What are we searching for? What are we hoping to uncover when they see the amounts of time that a child of God puts into studying his Bible, they shake their heads and they don't understand. Why are you reading and rereading that and and taking the time to be so careful with each word? I see you using a concordance and, and checking that word out and seeing how it's used in other places. And they just don't understand. They do understand the idea of diligence in 
the study of law, if you're going to be a lawyer, yes. They understand the idea of diligence in the study of medicine, if you're going to be a doctor, and the study in other areas of a profession. But when it comes to the Bible, well, maybe if you're going to be a preacher, yeah, then then they could probably understand putting time and effort into studying, but but you're not a preacher. They're they're thinking you're you're just a Christian. Why are you um so involved and and going so in depth into Bible study? Well, what they'll never understand is what Christ told his disciples in Luke twenty four that all scripture is concerning him. And therefore, when we search the scriptures, when we're digging into them and we're studying to show ourselves approved and rightly dividing the word of God, comparing spiritual things with spiritual, the goal is to uncover truth, which in turn is uncovering Jesus himself, because Christ is truth. In other words, when we learn something correctly from the Bible, when we learn a truth from the Scripture, it is as if we are learning another part of Christ. We, we are getting to know him in a more intimate way. He is revealing himself to us. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so as we learn something in the book of Revelation, or if we learn it in the Gospel of Luke, or if we learn it in the Psalms, or if we learn it in Genesis, or wherever we learn it within the Bible, we have learned something about Jesus. And and that is exciting to the child of God. That is fulfilling to the child of God. It It is... Um, like learning more about the one that you greatly love. You want to learn everything you can about the one who has saved you, about the one who has died for you and paid for your sins, and one who has given himself for you. And what a, a incredible person he is. And And as you learn the Bible, you learn about him. So is it any wonder that God's people are always searching the scriptures? Well, let's continue looking at how God uses this word apocalypsis, translate as revelation in our verse, in other places. Let's turn also in Luke to Luke chapter 2. Chapter 2 of the Gospel of Luke. In this passage we read, of a man, a Jew, named Simeon. And this man, God had shown uh, to him, had revealed to him that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And then the baby Jesus was brought into the temple to uh, do for him after the custom of the law, it says. And then we read in Luke 2, verse 28, Then took he him up in his arms, and blessed God, and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according 
to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Now the word apocalypsis is translated as lighten in verse 32. A light referring to the baby Jesus to lighten the Gentiles or to reveal to the Gentiles. That is the idea of light anyway. The Christ who is the light of the world came into the world to do what? To make manifest, to reveal things about himself, about the Godhead, about the salvation of God for sinners. And so this word is used here in this passage to describe the Lord Jesus's role towards the Gentiles, the nations of the world. God had already given the Jews his oracles. They were the caretakers of the scriptures of the Old Testament. But now Christ came to shine the light of truth into the darkness of the world and to reveal himself to the nations. We could say that Jesus' entry into the human race was designed for the purpose of enlightening the people of the nations of the world of things concerning himself. He did this to make manifest or to reveal the things of God's mysteries. As, yes, the world had the creation of God, which testified to the Creator that he did exist, that there was a God. But but concerning so many things, the world was in darkness. They were ignorant of uh, the truths of God. They didn't know uh, many things about the person of God. Well, now, it was God's plan to begin evangelizing the nations of the world. And what does that mean? To send forth the gospel, the word of God, the Bible, into all nations. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, which is towards the, the close of the gospel of Matthew. In verse 19, this command was given by Christ. In Matthew 28, verse 19, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you alway, even unto the end of the world. Amen. God's plan of evangelization was to teach the nations of the world the things of God, the things concerning the revelation of Jesus Christ. This was the light that shined into the world. And the church did accomplish this in a, a very big way, to a high degree, by establishing congregations in many nations of the world, by translating the Bible into the many tongues, the many languages of the world, and by teaching 
the inhabitants of these nations the things concerning Christ. At least they were good at teaching the first principles of the Bible. So that it could be said that most of the world developed at least an association with Christ, with God, as the Bible became widely known all over the earth and even into our present day. This was the revealing of Jesus Christ. Well, the the word translated in Luke 2, Apocalypsis, was as lightning. We find it translated as revelation again in the book of Romans. In Romans chapter 16, it says in verse 25, Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel in the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. Here we we find it um, said very well. It, it is the preaching of Jesus Christ. Notice that. And according to the revelation of the mystery. The mysterious God. Remember, uh, in Athens, Paul found a monument to the unknown God, uh, who he said they ignorantly worship. And that was true of much of the world. They had developed gods out of their own minds. Great is Diana of the Ephesians. And they thought gods came down from Jupiter and Mercury. They they had gods of wood and stone, gods decked with gold and silver, gods of their own making, from their own minds. And the revelation of Jesus Christ is that God can be known. God can be understood to a degree. Of course, he is infinite and eternal and supremely passes our ability to comprehend him uh, completely. Yet God could be understood to the degree that God wanted man to understand him. And he revealed himself to mankind that the world created by him might begin to have some right understanding of exactly who he is. So Christ came to make these things manifest. The scriptures were given, written by God, composed by him as he moved holy men to write down these things, protected by God so that there could be one complete communication from God to man that would be faithful and true and trustworthy and God watched over it and protected it throughout the centuries and sent forth that written, recorded word to all men so that the nations 
might know and and if it were God's will become obedient to the faith to the faith of Jesus Christ this is just some of the purposes for the bible and it it's just wonderful of God he was so kind and gracious not to leave the world in darkness and all of us in the blackness of our sins in total ignorance of his person and of his character and we could have uh, been like anyone else and certainly we could have and still would be ignorantly worshiping idols and and gods of of stone gods that are no gods that cannot see nor hear nor speak nor help the sinner at all but god revealed an intimate personal god a god who is brilliant and eternal an everlasting god who is good and right and just and pure and holy a god of the bible a creator who created this world god explain the fall of man into sin and purposes behind it god explains his salvation plan and how it is out of great love towards mankind that he has saved and elect people for himself redeeming them paying for their sins and that this eternal almighty everlasting god of the bible has even entered into the human race and taken the form of a man and become a man and lived amongst us how incredible and amazing and awesome god is that he would so humble himself to do this in order to make things manifest to shine the light of the darkness of this world and to reveal the revelation of Jesus Christ the revelation of God almighty this is the god that is the true god that is the god of the bible and we can only thank him and uh, offer up praise to him that in his mercy he has done this well there's this word apocalypsis is found uh, several more times we're not going to be able to look at them all um, in in this study we'll look at a couple of more hopefully and then in our next study we'll look at some other verses that will give us something to think about concerning this word but let let's move on uh, as we follow this word in the scriptures and this is what god would have us to do to define his terms to see how it's used in one place contrasted with another to learn from the bible itself as god defines the word that we have in view and we find this word is used a few times with the apostle paul paul was an individual that god used to write many of the new testament epistles it says in galatians chapter 1 in verses 11 and 12 well actually i'm going to back up because these words are are so 
important for us today. It says in Galatians 1, in verse 7, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, historically, we know exactly what Paul is referring to. He was Saul of Tarsus on his way to Damascus to hail men and women of the faith who were Christian to cast them into prison or perhaps to compel them to blaspheme. He was extremely angry with Christians. And on the road to apprehend these followers of Christ, the Lord Jesus revealed himself from heaven in a miraculous way as uh, a light that shined, and he blinded Saul of Tarsus so that he could not see anything. And and then uh, Saul needed some to lead him about, and he was blinded for some period of time. And then Christ had a man named Ananias, a, a Christian, a child of God, come to Saul and lay his hands upon him so that he would receive his sight. Well, Saul received his physical sight, but Christ also gave him spiritual sight, and scales fell from his eyes, and he now understood and now realized that the one he was persecuting, Jesus Christ, was actually the great Jehovah of the Bible. He was the God that the Jews worshipped. And this revelation, um, Saul, who became Paul the Apostle, the, the Apostle Paul declares, was not given him by man. It was the revelation of Jesus Christ. Jesus revealed himself. And Paul understood it very well. He, he said, Who art thou, Lord? And Christ told him, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. And only God could have communicated in that tremendous way to the man Saul. It was only God who blinded him, and only God who gave him his sight back. And, and so it, this revelation was from Christ himself, and it was of Christ. Now Paul realized that this man, this man who did all those miracles when he was living amongst us, he gave sight to the blind and ears to the deaf and raised the dead and so on. This man 
was the Messiah. He was eternal God, Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh. What a, a wonderful revelation of Jesus the Apostle Paul had. But God wasn't done with him. The Lord Jesus gave Paul much revelation. Uh, he moved him to write many things, many epistles. But we read in another epistle in the book of Ephesians in chapter 3. It says in verse 1, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me to you word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when ye read ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Here we see that Paul is declaring that Jesus Christ made known unto him the mystery. Remember in Romans we, we read of the mystery that had been kept secret before the world began. These things of God are called a mystery because they're unknown to man. They're hidden from man, kept from man due to our sinful state. We uh, lack tremendous knowledge of things concerning God. And yet God in the Bible is revealing himself, revealing aspects to the mystery of God, increasing our knowledge of these things. And one of the things had to do with the nations of the world, the Gentiles. It was God's plan to mainly operate within the nation of Israel for hundreds and hundreds of years. They were his people. They were his outward representatives of the kingdom of God upon the earth. God did not work so much in the various nations. He allowed them to be uh, in their ignorant state and, and to worship their idols. He winked at these things, the book of Acts tells us. But now God commands all men everywhere to repent. And, and how can you repent unless you know what to turn from and what to turn to? And so God revealed himself to the Gentiles and he made the Apostle Paul the apostle to the Gentiles to go forth and to declare to them the one true God, the only God, Christ, the God manifest, God in the flesh. And, and so it said in verse 4 of Ephesians 3, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. And then finally in verse 6, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. God's secret revealed to the nations was that they also could become his people. They also could be part of the chosen people of God, his elect, 
he was not saving just Jews. The salvation of God was not exclusive to the Jewish nation. It could be had by any man. Anyone could potentially be one of these elect. And and so be encouraged and be hopeful. God sent forth his word to the world. You too might be one whose name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. Perhaps God has saved you. So go to him and beseech him for that salvation.